Right now, in San Francisco, California, over 800 people have gathered for the 2020 NMLS conference. NMLS stands for Nationwide Multi-State Licensing System. The system, originally designed to handle all the work that goes into licensing mortgage loan originators, is now used for all sorts of non-bank financial companies. This conference attracts everyone in the non-bank space. State regulators, federal regulators, licensees, the press. And the meeting sort of serves as a forum to discuss what's new in licensing and compliance. And it's all centered around this one platform, NMLS. And that's because NMLS revolutionized how companies got licensed. It sped up the time for approval. It made it easier to get licenses in multiple states and even made completing the tests you take to get a license way, way more straightforward. This year, there's some big news coming out of the conference. An entirely new piece of tech called the State Examination System seems poised to revolutionize how regulators exam or check in on these companies. All of this is part of a big push for a more networked system of supervision, If you're an avid listener of the podcast, you may remember the president of CSBS, John Ryan, talk about network supervision when he spoke about community banks. It's so important. We're really going past this dual banking system, state federal, to a networked approach of supervision with a lot of players uh, who have needs for information and and who have authority. And so that we can share what we're seeing and uh, act in a coordinated, collective way, we can really do a lot. So today, or rather last week, before John took off for the conference, I wanted to learn more. What does a network system of supervision look like for non-banks? What is the vision for a fully tech-enabled world of compliance? What is a day going to look like in the life of an examiner? I'm Matt Longacre, and this is Simply Stated. All right. So like I just said, I'm joined today by John Ryan, CSBS president and CEO. Thanks for joining me, John. Thank you, Matt. So uh, you're about to hop on a plane to go to the NMLS annual conference. Uh, As far as I'm aware, it's one of the biggest gatherings of the non-bank industry out there. So it's a really good time for me to pick your brain on something uh, that got my attention the last time we talked. I had you in the studio with the chairman of the FDIC, And you kept referring to something you called a networked system of supervision. What is a networked system of supervision? So the the state system, and I'll put quotes around the state system, has long been a loose network of state regulators, became tighter around certain agreements. The problem, and this was really on the non-bank side that we were focused The problem we were trying to solve for is um, uh, the loose nature, the informal nature, and the incomplete nature um, of that network, and uh, between and among regulators, 
And then the issues identified by the industry around the, you know, what's often referenced as the patchwork quilt of supervision. So there were connections, but they were incomplete. There were gaps in information. And technology has really allowed us um, creating a platform to, to fill those gaps and create a much more structured network of regulators. So this is um, uh, connecting regulators with each other, uh, information, the greater ability to kind of live into our vision 2020 uh, of a more seamless system of state regulation. And I'll I'll give you an example um, from prior to the financial crisis. I was at one of our regional meetings up in the Northeast, and uh, some uh, state regulators and this is always when the most interesting stuff happens, when it's not on the agenda. And people are thinking, should I even raise this? That, those are my favorite moments. So uh, one of the regulars said, hey, there's this company that we've been having problems with and um, we're going uh, to revoke their license. And that caught other people, uh, uh, caught their attention around uh, the table uh, because that entity happened to be licensed in their states. And they really wanted to know what uh, this particular uh, regulator had found. Kind of curing that, those information gaps and voids and not making, uh, finding that information, you know, at the, it was sort of foundational to uh, what we were thinking about by creating a network or a networked system of supervision. So that's yeah. just one example. So prior to the financial crisis, there was uh, gaps like that, not just between states, but also at the state and federal level. Is that correct? Absolutely. And uh, the and, and it's still somewhat the case today. Uh, this is part of our vision. Again, is to is to cure for this. Uh, it was definitely an inspiration for our um, our mortgage policy summit uh, back in November, and that's that people. Uh, regulators have their regulated entities or missions. And, you know, if it's not happening on my watch, it's not my problem. But uh, these issues, like across the mortgage industry, um, uh, are connected. There's a whole ecosystem of mortgage lending and that um, hops between national banks, state charter banks, state licensed entities. Uh, so uh, there's a need for a network to connect all those pieces. And there were definitely blind spots that we had in the state system. There were blind spots in the federal system. And I'd really like us to get to the point that there aren't those blind. There's no excuse for not knowing something's happening. So a network system of supervision involves regulators being able to communicate in a way where they're sharing data quickly and regularly and you're eliminating these blind spots. Yes. So... Uh, technology really enabled we the reason that some of these things were informal is we didn't have uh, the sort of technology we have now to readily communicate you know mm-hmm. you had to think about picking up the phone and calling somebody and now we have a centralized system with the NMLS uh, that uh, makes information available to all mortgage regulators we've established um, you know with this platform MOUs with a whole range of regulators, the FDIC, the Fed, uh, FinCEN, uh, Treasuries, uh, OFR, Office of Financial Research with the Systemic Oversight Council. So we're really piecing together 
this information and sharing this information and have only been able to do that uh, because of the technology that allowed us to build this platform. And so one of the things we're going to be talking about next week is the rebuilding of this platform with a more deeply networked concept built into it. So you're talking about a lot of big pieces of tech here. Um, and NMLS launched in 2006, I believe. So it's been uh, 14 years now. We're getting close to 14 years. And now you're talking about rebuilding the system um, you know, and, and making, it, making it better. What beyond that, or you can talk about that as well, but, but what all is going on? There's more than just the NMLS modernization that is making this networked system of supervision a reality. Yes, so... Uh, with the the original platform of the NMLS, it kind of standard. It was focused on licensing, and it uh, standardized certain things around licensing. Uh, where this is growing is again the whole system of regulation beyond licensing to supervision. Uh, we'll be announcing uh, the launch of the state examination system. It's been in pilot for the last six months. And uh, we've had a successful pilot, and we'll be announcing the launch of that. And that um, uh, connects the, the regulators and the regulated, the ability to provide information once, share it with all your regulators, uh, in a way that the NMLS doesn't. It's kind of the ongoing life of supervision of a, a regulated entity. And you know, in this case, uh, the primary focus is on the non-banks. So now we have these two systems uh, that you're talking about. We have NMLS and we have uh, SES, the state examination system. That's By the time we release this podcast, we'll have begun its nationwide launch. And so um, if I understand the two systems correctly, NMLS solved the problem of how do I keep track of licenses and make sure that every state understands if an entity is licensed and where it is not licensed and if there's any violations and SES is solving the problem for regulators of when an exam is conducted, what is going on, and how can we collaborate in the exam. Yes. And it's, um, again, using technology to um, better connect uh, the licensee and the regulator. So state regulators ask for information before examinations, and uh, you're you're, you're going to have the ability to um, provide that through a portal that sends that information to your regulators or all regulators um, that have uh, jurisdiction, and they can start to rely on that and then each other's exam. So this is one of the criticisms of the current system is the multiple exams that a because you're licensed individually in 50 states, uh, if you're operating in 50 states, uh, this... Uh, allows for uh, deference or coordination around uh, an exam of a single company where that company, a nationwide company, could be uh, examined eight times in a single year. The goal is a much more coordinated and, again, networked system. So So this is what interests me about it, uh, to insert myself into this commentary, which I don't normally do in these podcasts, but I just want to think about this, you know, really conceptually is, NMLS, for all the concerns that uh, folks had as it was launching, has taken this licensing process that was very, very long and made it much easier and made the process of getting licensed in several states 
a lot easier. And then over time, the exam or the education part of that became easier. And so if you wanted to get licensed in 30 states, the number of uh, the number of tests that you had to take as a mortgage loan originator was dramatically reduced and became a lot easier. And so what I'm understanding what you're saying about SES is now it's going to make the process when your company gets examined a lot easier and potentially reduce the number of examinations and also make it easier for multiple states to coordinate with you at once. When we uh, launched our Vision 2020, one of the objectives was to um, uh, take advantage of technology to make the state system of supervision more robust, but for those multi-state players, less burdensome. So we improve supervision, the quality of supervision, but uh, not the repetition of uh, a lot of the same sort of exams. And, and by creating this community of regulators focused on the exam process and exam standards, my experience is it, it's always become more robust. And the, the physical evidence of what this network has created, the community has created, really is the NMLS conference. We have 850 people attending uh, from throughout the state system and regulated entities talking about how we continue to improve supervision. A, a third critical piece to um, on the technology side is uh, data uh, analytics, the power of data analytics to better inform the licensing process and the supervision process, focus on areas of risk. We've standardized reporting around some industries uh, already. There will be more of that to come. So really a data-enabled regulatory system. And that creates those benefits of deeper insights, therefore better supervision, and greater efficiencies. So more efficient, more effective, better measuring of data. Uh, Am I summarizing a vision here? What's the the 10-year vision that we're talking about here? So yes, uh, but the the vision is, is incomplete if we don't get to the the why. And I, I started off uh, with kind of a reference to the why. There were consumer abuses going on, uh, detected by some, um, and but uh, not uh, necessarily uniformly understood uh, by all. And when our members, we got together last fall, and I've found this to be timeless um, in the state system, when they get together and ask, why do we do what we do? There are two fundamental reasons. One, it's vibrant local and state economies, and the second is consumer protection. So all of this is to lead toward those two aims. So you kind of get that with greater competition, ease of um, access to the state system and operating across multiple states. That gets to the competition and the, the, the reach of the system. And the accountability uh, through the system, through the examination process, the supervisory process, empowered by data analytics, um, uh, will, I know, significantly improve consumer protection. So yes, there is definitely a vision behind network supervision. It's, it's getting the benefits of, and I you know, stole these concepts from Silicon Valley, of the platform and the network. Um, uh, it's the benefits of the platform and the standards established by the platform and then getting uh, the power of the network, the wisdom of the crowd. 
And that's the reason why we should continue to have a 50-state system is that network, that proximity uh, to the citizen, that proximity to the consumer will deliver, I strongly believe, uh, greater value um, to our citizenry through this networked approach. So this is very conceptual. This is a very big picture. I want to get an idea. Um, we did a thought experiment the last time I talked to you about what does community banking look like in 10 years. So now we're talking about exams of non-banks. An examiner wakes up in the morning. Uh, they're going to go throughout their work for the day. What is the vision that we have for that examiner, their relationship with other examiners, and their examined entities? What does their day just look like in 10 years? So uh, it, it will be um, uh, strongly empowered by uh, the technology housed here at CSB as the data, their own data that's um, uh, accessible through the systems we operate. And it must, you know, a, a kind of a desktop, and we may not even be calling it a desktop in 10 years from now. Uh, but some way off-site, being able to get all the information you need. And it's really rare that you need to go into the licensed entity. You may, uh, if you're seeing some some warning signs. There, there are certain things that just can't be uh, uh, replaced that I conceive at least changing over the next 10 years by human interaction. But it's uh, going to have the examiner much more risk-focused. So, for instance... Uh, the state may require that an entity is examined every 12, 24, 36 months. And uh, the examiner, instead of just kind of a checklist through all those companies, will be much more focused on areas of risk. And risk might not be a bad thing. It's just significant growth. There'll be certain factors that you look at. But uh, um, uh, you'll have dashboards. You'll be able to visualize um, uh, the industry you're regulating and uh, I think much more focused in the examination supervision process. And for the regulated, it's going to be a much more efficient way to connect with your regulators. And uh, I think there'll be greater deference because the standards will become more similar between the states on kind of the basic things. On emerging issues, you really need the states to experiment. But um, uh, I, I think it'll be a lot easier in not even 10 years, for states to rely on each other's work and create much greater efficiencies. That's excellent. So in in my head, um, because I am not nearly as advanced in knowledge in this as you are, I imagine an examiner sipping their morning coffee, chatting with three or four different groups of examiners across the country on these exams they're already working on, and then when they're done with that, they open their dashboard, they look at the next 50 to 100 exams they might be considering They'll see all the areas that might be red flags. They'll identify the three or four companies they really want to focus on. They'll have the other exams ready to go for a normal standard one, maybe look a little closer at those, and then ping their other states and go, who is going to join on this? Who is interested in this? Who wants to take a look? And then on the licensee side, when they're told, hey, you're getting examined, they get a very easy flow chart in SES that says, here's what you got to do. Here's what we're asking for. You can assign it to whoever you want in your company, and they can upload the data themselves. We'll look at it. We'll chat with you online. And then if we need more information, we'll give you a call or we'll drop in. But we're going to make this as quick and easy as possible. Am I imagining? Yes. And uh, 
another benefit. So that's at the really the most grassroots level of the system. It's also going to be possible to have greater visibility into what's happening and more real time in more real time for their supervisors on up to the commissioners on up to uh, a multi-state level looking at uh, what's happening as a, a system. And then that information will come back down to the examiners as well. So, um, uh, it, it, it's it's very powerful what uh, I think we're going to be able to do. So everyone from the examiner all the way up to the top of the chain, all the way into the federal system can be informed instead of on a quarterly basis, on a daily basis of what's going on, get the information they need, make the decisions they need, and go back out. Absolutely. That is an incredible vision, um, and I am excited to see it come to fruition. And you're saying maybe less than 10 years to see something like that happening. I think so. All right. Well, thank you so much, John. This was really informative. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Matt. That's a wrap for today. If you want to listen to more things nerd finance, please subscribe to this podcast. You can find it in any podcast app. Just search for Simply Stated or CSBS or the Conference of State Bank Supervisors. We've got a ton of new content lined up this year. If you don't have time for longer podcasts, this is one of the shorter of the longer ones. We've even got sound bites that are 10 minutes or less to get you up to speed on the industry lingo and all the current news. You can also check out our stuff at csbs.org. Just head over to the newsroom and you can get this podcast right into your inbox along with our blogs and weekly newsletter. All you got to do is subscribe. Thanks so much for joining. I'm Matt Longacre and this was Simply Stated.